0: Sleep is the single most effective thing we can do to reset our brain and body health each day. Mother Nature's best effort yet at Contra Death. Hello, and welcome to episode 527 of Under the Cull of, of MS. This is a MS Monday episode. As a little quote by Matthew Walker from Why We Sleep: Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams. And yes. Sleep is good for our reset. As many MSers know, our best time of day is early in the morning. If we get a good night's sleep, we got more, more energy and strength early on than we do later on in the day, most of us. <clears throat> that nice raspy throat, I should have took a drink before it started to show. But I'll take a drink now because water is good for you too. Uh, Today we'll talk about a few things that I still have piled up in my files. I also uh, did get my blood test results, most of them, I think, maybe all of them, so far for my six-month Maven Clad blood test, and most of it's in the clear range, but Once you get to the T and B cell portion of the test, those are either high or low, most of them. So, obviously, my cells aren't back as much as I hoped for yet because I have been feeling better than I did last year at this time. So, I was hoping my cells were revigorated and back and being more positive and not attacking my body like the old cells did. But I'm guessing no luck, but we'll see. I will still do the big update on the YouTube video next month after I get my first MRI in a couple years. And I right after the MRI, I'm seeing my MS specialist. So I'll talk about all that the day after probably but I don't know what day my appointment is offhand. My phone with my calendar and everything is upstairs. I can't grab that to check at the moment, so we're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, When you're an MSer or anybody with a chronic condition... people come up to you and ask you that simple age-old question, how are you? And what do you say? And many people with chronic conditions have difficulty answering it honestly. Because if you answer with a certain thing, they're going to sit there and say, well, I knew someone that had that or, I know a way to fix that or someone did this and now they're cured and it's just going to aggravate you disappoint this point, or <clears throat> Just drive you insane. But, uh, I try not to say things like I'm fine. I'm good. I'm... Cause I'd be lying, but I like to say things like, yeah, I'm doing the best I can for, The way I feel today or um, just living life day by day as usual, just like everybody else. I try try to stay away from the medical portion of it and give them any fodder to say something that's going to trip you up or irritate you. Uh, This thing says that they don't say I have MS and feel like crap. I may say that to my wife or a family member, but not to someone out in public. I have this recurring pain that moves from hip to hip, then settles in my lower back before returning to one hip, then the other, and then back to my back. And that's way too much information to give someone. Still walking my dog with the use of a cane because my balance is a mess and I need to sit every 20 minutes or so because I'm tired and my legs hurt. Which sucks for the dog because they want to keep going. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, again, way too much info to give somebody. Uh, I have a headache, a daily persistent headache that is my constant companion and has been for, for almost seven years. Yeah, again too much info. On a scale of one to ten, it's a five that shoots up to an eight almost every evening, which is an improvement over the 15 to 20 it was when I first came it first came on, and the doctors in the ER thought I was having a stroke. Again, way too much info cause they're gonna try and diagnose you, come up with ideas, what it could have been. It never, ever goes away, no matter what I do or the meds I've taken to combat it. Yeah. It's, if someone thinks that they know that something can be cured, even though there's never been a cure, they're going to believe what's in their mind. They're not going to believe what's, what's actually wrong with you. But they don't want to hear your medical history or your current state. They want to hear fine and not much more. So just. So it's best to just make it simple. And just. Don't push it. And just. Unless you want to try and talk about stuff with that person. Don't bring it up. And it's. So a lot of people don't want to tell their employer that they have a condition i disagree with that i feel you should be outright honest tell your employer and if your employer's that big of a jackass that they won't accept it and they'll look down on you and belittle you or fire you or let you go because they think you're a risk or something like that you can come back at them later on if you have to or the lawyer or whatever but at least you can Find a job where someone will accept you for what you're dealing with and understand what's happening when there's those days where all of a sudden you got to call in because you physically can't do it. And if you don't tell them that you have a condition and you start all of a sudden taking a few days off or shit like that, you might get fired also. So it's it's a crapshoot. I mean, yeah, you could go years without having problems, and then also one day you do, and then all of a sudden they're like, well, what's up with this? And Why didn't you tell us? And Then they could let you go, too, because you're dishonest with them. Right? I was an employer in a, many different fields throughout the years, and I had no problem with my workers telling me anything. Issues that they had, and I would try and work around it if I could and help them manage themselves in a way that they could uh, deal with their employment and their job without having extra stressful issues and stuff. If we had to, I'd switch people around or whatever. But you got to take those things into consideration and make your worst workforce the best it can be because sometimes even a person with a chronic condition that may have to take a few days here and there when they are there they may be doing their job way better than someone that doesn't have a chronic condition that just doesn't give a shit about their job and just because someone's got some issues doesn't mean that they're not going to give you 110 percent so take that into consideration also but it's, not, it's all your choice. Uh, let's see. If people are persistent in asking how, how you really are and tell you here are some things differently you should not... Well, here are some things you should, definitely should not say in reply. You should meditate seriously. That would help you (laughs) exercise on a daily basis, cardio and weights. That will fix you up deep breaths six times a day for 10 minutes. People don't breathe right. You have to breathe right. You should eliminate gluten from your diet. Gluten is a killer. (laughs) Give it time. It will go away. (laughs) Take this supplement. I just heard about it. It works miracles. Drink more water. But, yeah, that's all things that people can say to you that are just not thinking positive thoughts. So you'll have to adjust your attitude and outlook. Turn that frown upside down and be more positive. Just don't kill them. (laughs) And if you want to say something, you can say, I'm sorry to hear that and leave it at that. Uh, you could always add, I know I can help you, but if there is anything I can do to make life a little better, please let me know. I mean, these are the non-chronic people talking, but basically just stay away from certain remarks that are going to give someone more information to focus on something that they've heard or could help you and stuff like that. Just I just try and stay away from that altogether if possible, unless I'm um, stumbling, falling, or having s- some type of major problems at the moment, and then they ask me what's up or if they could help me, then. I'll give them a little information here and there about the MS, but I usually try and stay, just stay completely away from it if possible. So talking about immersive virtual reality may make treadmill exercise more engaging and effective for people with multiple sclerosis or other conditions that can make walking difficult, according to new research. Now, we all know MS and other neurological impairments, such as stroke, can cause gait disorders, walking difficulties. Physical therapy and exercise therapy are part of a standard care for gait disorders, and this often involves time spent on a treadmill. Exercising on a treadmill, especially doing so regularly over a long period of time, can be repetitious and boring. Uh, One potential strategy is using virtual reality or VR with the general goal of making treadmill exercise more fun and engaging. Now, I'm not going to get deep in this article because I know enough about video games, VR, treadmills, all that stuff. The thing they should be focusing on Instead of trying to get treadmills set up with VR in the physical therapy environment, they have virtual reality. They're like octagon or round cage type trampoline treadmill style units. that are really unique and wonderful looking. I'd love to try one. But it's got a harness, so you stand in the center of the platform. The harness is tied to the outer harness. So you're not going to go running off the treadmill or end up hurting yourself by running into things around your living room and stuff or your environment. And while you're on this, you got your VR headsets on, and you can pivot, turn, spin, run in all different directions. It works awesome with the first-person shooter games and stuff like that. And its I haven't been able to try it because I don't know where to find one without buying one around me. But uh, I watched lots of videos on them. And they're just awesomely laid out and built that you can do... 360 movements and run walk jump whatever you got to do and you're still in the center of that platform and secure safe and you're getting a killer workout while you're playing a video game i mean i want one so bad if i see those come out for under 300 bucks i'm buying one i will get I will spend seven hundred bucks on that and a VR unit, and I will use it every day. <laughs> it's like that would be wonderful because repetitious workouts suck. They're boring, they're okay the first week, then the second week it's like, oh, we did this over and over for the last seven days. I want to do this same movement again, and then your body gets stiff from in those movements at the beginning and stuff, and it makes it harder to want to do them. And with that boredom of repetitiousness, it just ruins it for you. And after a few weeks, you might give up or go to something different. Whereas I think with the VR platform and the VR goggles and everything set up, with all the varieties of games from action to horror to sci-fi to kid-friendly to just basic workout even the even the workout games are fun more fun than just doing a repetitious workout so i like that i i like that they're focusing more on the VR and combining it with treadmills. But I really think they should look into those units and consider putting one of those or more one, two, three of those into all physical therapy environments where they work with people with neurological disorders. Instead of wasting their money on all the standard workout equipment. It's like, Put a little money into something that might change. I mean, hell, if you have that, at, if the only place I could find that is at my physical therapy office, I'd be there hours when they didn't have have to use the item, and I'd see if I could pay to come in and use it to work out and play until I got my own somehow. <laughs> I just, technology has taken us to leaps and bounds above what it used to be. And we got to take advantage of it. I mean, I grew up in a era where my dad was so against video games. He hated video games. He hated music. He hated anything that required me to sit and enjoy myself. And it's like, he was so against that. And if he would have been with me on it, I'd be in that field right now making probably some of the biggest games out there because me and a couple of, well, a couple of my friends had one of the, some of the first computers out there and we learned the code and made our own little asteroid space invader style games back in the day. And it was fun and I was into it. And then me and pops just, we at each other's throats to the point that one day in the basement, snapped, broke a full stick over my back. I snapped and just basically shoved him out to the side and said, screw you, I'm out of here. And grabbed a few things and went and stayed with a friend for a I don't know, about a month and a half, because I was told I was disowned from the family, (laughs) and then eventually I came back for a little bit, and then as soon as I hit 18, I moved into an apartment with a friend of mine's older brother, and we sat there and lived in an upper Apartment with our garage below us. And he was a truck driver. He was gone all week. Only home on the weekends. Which was nice. But he had a cocaine and Jack Daniels habit. Apparently that I didn't know about. Until we were roommates. And. He would. When he was home on the weekends. He'd. Just go berserks. And. And. Uh, for example, one day we went to the bar just around the block from our house, and we're sitting there having a good time, having, partying with all our friends. The next thing you know, he grabs me and throws me through the big picture window of the bar. <laughs> just threw me right through it. And I sat there and said, well, oh, screw this. Once I got myself brushed off and straightened up outside and back on my feet. I'm like, screw this and headed back to the apartment. Yeah. With a few people and we sat there and just having a small little get together in there. And then he came in and busted the phone up against my head and did a bunch of other stupid things in the house, broke a bunch of shit. And next morning he wakes up and hands me his car keys and says here, you can have my Mustang for a while. Just take me to the take me to the rehab center. I wanna admit myself. And thankfully he realized how fucked up he got and was able to accept it and admit himself because if I would have had had to admit him for him then usually person will walk out of there and be right back to where they were within hours or days. And this worked. It worked out great. He did a three-month stint. Cleaned his ass up. Came back by me. Took care of any bills that he had and all that stuff. Packed his shit up. Went back to truck driving. And as far as I know, he never got back into drinking her drugs since at least I know years after he was doing great so I was very happy to see that I once technology advanced and we got into the computer world uh, he found me on Facebook and we hooked up and yeah he was still doing great when I last talked to him so he's got his issues like we all do. But he didn't fall in back with the demon. And get back into the coke and Jack Daniels. And we thought that it was the coke that was turning him into a raging idiot all the time. And after we did enough research and found out more things, what all happened and stuff over the times of deal, living with them and stuff, we realized that it was the Jack Daniels that set them off every time. So, watch what you judge people for. Something else might be bugging them that than what you think. Uh, I got lots of other great stories from that. That house that we rented, lots of lots of interesting ones i'll probably mention over the (laughs) over the episodes here and there talking about bugging let's check out some homemade bug spray recipes for your skin home and yard natural ingredients that can help repel bugs are stuff like citrus oils Citronella and citrus oils like limonene are popular and well-known insect repellent repellents. Citronella is good for repelling mosquitoes, and it may also be effective against kissing bugs, fleas, aphids, mites, and flies. Garlic oil may help with repelling ticks plus the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. List garlic oil as a natural tick repellent for use in yards and gardens. That's nice to know, because I hate ticks. Ticks and mosquitoes drive me nuts, but since my MS has advanced, mosquitoes don't give a shit about me. (laughs) I'll be outside and my wife and everybody else will be getting attacked. I'm just sitting there, oh, there's mosquitoes out? (laughs) Every now and then, though attack me, but not often. Uh, Thyme essential oil helps repel mosquitoes. However, it isn't considered safe for use on your skin unless it's diluted. I would say any oils, I would want to make sure that whether or not they need to be diluted. Because it's like I use clove oil if I have a toothache, but now I have all my teeth ripped out so I don't have to worry about that anymore but I had a bad toothache towards the end of my teeth and the wife got me a clove oil here it was a pure clove oil I didn't realize that it wasn't like the normal clove oil and I put that in my mouth and that just about killed me that was so fuck, so potent oh that hurt uh oil of lemon eucalyptus. Is an effective natural mosquito repellent. Plus, according to the CDC, products products containing oil of lemon eucalyptus are effective against mosquitoes. Uh, it shouldn't be confused with lemon eucalyptus essential oil, which isn't effective at repellent repelling mosquitoes. So you got to make sure that it's oil of lemon eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. That word's tripping me up today. Uh, dill essential oil Uh, effectively repels cockroaches however the oil should be diluted before using it on your skin cinnamon oil may be a good option to consider for mosquitoes Uh, cinnamon oil helped repel mosquitoes both in a lab setting and outdoors Another study suggested that it may be effective in killing mosquito larvae as well. It can cause skin reactions, so be sure to dilute it before using it on your body, or stick to using it in the yard. I mean, if it works that good, screw it. Spray around, spray around the grass area, around an area that you're gonna have a little get together, and hopefully that area will stay clear of that kind of of those damn critters, skeeters. Uh, Lavender oil isn't only helpful for relaxation and sleep. It can also be effective at repelling mosquitoes. Plus, lavender is usually considered safe for topical use without diluting it. Peppermint oil works to both kill and repel mosquitoes. Plus, another study concluded that it may be effective at keeping spiders away as well. I mean, now that I think about it, in my diffuser, peppermint oil is a go-to probably a couple times a week for me. I don't have I don't have spitters down here as bad as I do out in the garage or upstairs or anywhere else. But yeah, so that actually might work. Good, just in the diffuser too for your household spider issues. But, yeah, always take care and diluting stuff that needs to be. Uh, For an easy and natural mosquito repellent for your skin, take a glass spray bottle. Put oil of lemon eucalyptus or lavender essential oil in it and witch hazel. Then mix one part, or those are the ingredients you need, and then just mix one part. Oil of lemon eucalyptus or lavender essential oil with 10 parts witch hazel in the bottle. For each drop of oil, use 10 drops of witch hazel. Shake gently to mix. Spray to apply. Uh, For a do-it-yourself, well, a do-it-yourself indoor-outdoor bug spray, you need... A glass spray bottle, lavender essential oil, oil of lemon eucalyptus, citronella essential oil, distilled water, and white vinegar. Mix 10 to 20 drops of each essential oil with 2 ounces diluted water and 2 ounces of white vinegar. Shake gently to mix and spray to use. So we're going to end that there. And there's a couple little more things to talk about for that one and a couple other things I'll talk about. But I'm going to end this segment and we'll get right back after it with more MS information after this. Oh, MS and help. (laughs) Okay, back at it. Let's see, they have a homemade bug spray recipe for plants. Like cinnamon... Essential oil can cause damage to plants themselves, so be careful with that. You don't want to use that. But you can try diluting a few drops of thyme essential oil with diluted water. Mix it in a glass spray bottle and spritz it on your plants. That might help keep some of the bugs away, especially the ones that like to eat all the leaves and everything that supply nutrition to our plants. Some other thing, other steps you can take to help prevent, protect yourself from bug bites is wear light-colored, loose-fitting clothing, especially outdoors, of course, because that's where the bugs are. Unless you got your doors and windows open, make sure your clothing covers your arms, legs, ankle, and feet to avoid mosquito bites. Stay to try to stay indoors at dusk and dawn. Well, duh. (laughs) use citronella candles when you're outdoors for additional protection i've never had real luck with those because with the wind blowing and stuff skeeters are still coming in unless you're completely surrounded with those and you don't have wind i don't see how effective they can really be i'd rather spray stuff on the grass where the critters are going to awaken from at night and come flying out of that way, maybe they'll move their homes to a different area. Any type of water, standing water area, I'd spray down to kill eggs and keep them from coming out of Eric's. Usually, if more standing water, the more mosquitoes you're going to have around. Uh, to avoid mosquito bites, oh, yeah, we did that. Use. Oh, you talked about the citron Avoid wearing scented lotions and perfumes outside. I've heard that. Attracts, bugs, get rid of standing water in gutters, bird baths, plants, pots, and wheelbarrows. Keep any food or drinks covered. We basically, and the wife takes care of the bird and squirrel area, and we pretty much dump and scrub our bird baths. At least once a week so we don't have water that stands long enough for eggs to hatch. and Become a thriving area for critters. Try and keep any type of standing water under a rotational shift where it gets flushed out every now and then and doesn't just sit for months on end. Okay, next up. Uh, pure likes to freeze up on me when I'm trying to do stuff. So. Of course, but some ingredients that your multivitamins should have. So check your multivitamins, see what you got in there. I am currently using a men's over 50 multivitamins. I want to say possibly centrum, but don't take my word for it. Without having the bottle in front of me, I, I I change it up so much. But I tend to research the ingredients and see what's in there. But you should have vitamin D, of course. We all need to have our vitamin D. And you can also get that from fatty fish, egg yolks, fortified foods like milk, juice, and cereal. Or you can just get your vitamin D by tablets if you're not taking a multivitamin that has it. Magnesium. It's an essential nutrient. Which means that we must get it from food or supplements. But yeah, I get it through supplements. It can calm your nervous system and reduce stress after 90 days. It can ease sleep problems as suggested by an older study on mice, which I don't know. I got, I take my magnesium every night before bed. I still have sleep issues. (laughs) So, and I've been taking magnesium every day for well over five years. Uh, can regulate muscle and nerve function, can balance blood sugar levels. I'm not diabetic, whereas everybody else in my family is. So that could definitely be the reason why. It can make protein, bone, and even DNA. But a lot of people are magnesium deficient because they aren't eating the right foods. So you... You can always try eating more pumpkin, spinach, artichokes, soybeans, beans, tofu, brown rice, or nuts. I mean, we eat a lot of nuts, beans, spinach in our household. They say especially Brazil nuts. Or uh, things you can try before going to supplements. But I get it with supplements and those things. Calcium. They say a variety of people don't get get enough calcium in their diet. This means people aren't getting the mineral they need for strong bones and teeth. but you also gotta watch it because I know someone that just found out their calcium levels are way high and they're not they're not dairy drinkers and stuff. so that can also be a sign if it's way too high that you have possible cancer. Causing potential issues going on that you may need to look at with your doctor. So you definitely want to check your levels of everything and see where they're at. Foods that can boost your calcium are fortified cereals, milk, cheese, and yogurt, salty fish, broccoli and kale, nuts and nut butters, beans and lentils. Like I said, we get beans, nuts are a big thing in our household broccoli is a big vegetable for us. Cheese, I will not give up. And I don't use dairy milk anymore. I use almond milks and stuff like that. But my cheeses, I like and they went they were told that they're bad for us for a while and now we're told that they're good for us again and just keeps going back and forth. It's like the health departments don't really have conclusive studies that say anything about anything, I don't think, and they just constantly change it up and guess it every year when a new diet comes out that shows potential and they're using certain things, and all of a sudden those things are okay again. It just gets ridiculous. I try to have a cup of yogurt at least every other day lately. I found a yogurt that I love. It's a lemon meringue from uh, Oiko's. And the ingredients, from what I've seen, are good, beneficial, highly beneficial items that I need in my system. So it's worked great with me with that and my probiotics that I've been taking every other day or every day, every day depending on how I feel that week. And I think it's been a definite boost for my gut biomes and stuff in my system. so It helped with other issues that I had from some stupid new medications I'm taking that are causing diarrhea issues and stuff, and that helps eliminate that problem. Uh, Zinc tends to be low in, in older people and anyone under a lot of stress, they say. It supports our immune system and helps our body use carbohydrates, protein, and fat for energy. It also aids in wound healing. Foods with zinc are oysters, which I love a can. Of, I'll eat a whole can of oysters usually once a month or when there's a sporting event or something like that. No one else in the household wants them when I open them, so I, uh, I finish the whole can off myself. I prefer the baby oysters. I know. Cruelty, isn't it? Uh, Grass-fed beef, which we've backed way off on our beef. We're more chicken, turkey people here, but we do get beef enough in our system. And we live in Wisconsin, and most places we buy from are locally sourced, and that is grass-fed. Pumpkin seeds. Don't really do those except for Halloween season. Spinach, love making spinach dip and spinach lasagna, spinach casseroles, spinach quiche. Uh, organ meats, I'm about the only one that likes liver in the household. Well, My used to. But she, her and me were the only ones in the house that used to eat liver and onions, but yeah. As people get older and stuff, they don't care for certain things as much sometimes. Tahini, which is great for your hummus. Sardines, ugh. Brown rice, I don't mind it. I think it fills you more than a white rice. White rice, you eat it and you're hungry 15 minutes later. Brown rice, it just has that fullness effect to it. Wheat germ and tempeh. There are other things that you can try to increase your zinc. Uh, Iron should be in your multivitamin, but not everyone needs the same amount. So, Some of the benefits of iron include increased energy, better brain function, and healthy red, red blood cells, all bonuses for our bodies. There's folate, folate or folic acid is best known for aiding in fetus development and preventing birth defects. But if you're growing out your nails, fighting depression, or looking to combat inflammation, this is important also. Uh, Foods with folate are dark leafy greens, which we like to have our salads around here. Avocado, beans, and citrus. All of which we have no problem in our using in our household. We don't use avocado as much as I used to. I just kind of lost the flavor. Don't care for it as much. Vitamin B12 is important in our bodies. It works to keep the body's nerve and blood cells healthy and helps make the end. Make DNA the genetic material in all cells, vegan or vegetarians, are prone to vitamin B12 deficiency because most food sources are animal-based, like meat, poultry, fish, and eggs, if you want to get your B12. Uh, Some multivitamins. They say fit these requirements to have these items in it. Are Bayberg's Women's Multivitamin. There's Naturello Whole Food Multivitamin for men, but that one they say retails around forty-two seventy. Ooh, that's expensive every month. So watch that. And Then there's Centrum Adult Multivitamin. Vitamin. I'd say the first and third one are your cheapest versions to go with. But also consider eating the right foods. And watching your numbers when you get your blood test and everything done. See where everything's sitting. I do want to get, they have those tests you can send out for and find out all kinds of things about your body, what your body's allergic to and all that stuff. And what all your numbers are and I'd love to get that done someday. I might just break down and do it this year and see what happens. Okay, we were talking about magnesium earlier. Some benefits of magnesium. It supports hundreds of chemical reactions in your body. However, many people get less than they need. Let's see, it's involved in more than 600 reactions in your body. Wow. It acts as a cofactor, a helper molecule, in the biochemical reactions continuously performed by en- enzymes. In energy creation, it converts food into energy. Protein formation, it creates new proteins from amino acids. In gene maintenance, it helps to create and repair DNA and RNA. In muscle movements, it aids in muscle contraction and relaxation. That's why I take my magnesium at bedtime to help with my spasticity issues at night. Uh, Nervous system regulation, regulating neurotransmitters, uh, which send messages throughout your brain and nervous system. It's like a super vitamin. Magnesium supplements have been shown to enhance exercise performance in several studies. But results are mixed, of course, so don't trust any study. One year it's going to be good for you, the next year it's going to cause issues, probably. Uh, Magnesium deficiency may be linked to depression as such. Supplementing may help reduce symptoms of depression. Magnesium supplements may improve blood sugar levels, insulin sensitivity, and other risk factors for type 2 diabetes. Magnesium may help lower blood pressure levels and reduce several risk factors for heart disease. Still more research is needed. Magnesium has been shown to help fight inflammation by reducing markers such as CRP and interleukin-6. So I've never heard those two before. (laughs) People with migraine may have low magnesium levels. Some studies show that supplementing with this mineral may provide relief from migraine attacks. Some studies suggest that magnesium supplements help improve PMS symptoms. But there's more research needed for all this stuff, so I shouldn't have to say that. Magnesium is important for bone health. Some studies tie a higher intake to a lower risk of osteoporosis, fractures, and bone loss. Increasing your intake of magnesium through foods or supplements may help treat certain sleep issues and improve sleep quality. Magnesium may help reduce symptoms of anxiety and decrease stress, but more studies are needed. Some food sources that you can get that are rich in magnesium are pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, spinach boiled, Almonds, cashews, black beans, cooked, edamame, cooked, peanut butter, brown rice, cooked, salmon, cooked, halibut, cooked, and avocado. Getting enough magnesium is vital for your health. Many foods contain it, and many high-quality supplements are available. So take it into consideration. Ask your doctor about it. Tell them that you're going to get on it. If you're going to do it and he can let you know where you're sitting, probably with your levels and let you know whether or not it's a good idea and let you know some possible options or whatever for it. Who knows? Depends how good your doctor is at helping you out with the things you ask. Uh, How do we give our nervous system a break? Uh, From work stressors to family obligations to current events, our nervous system bears the brunt of it all. Sometimes we just have to say that enough is enough. We all have a limit, and it's not difficult to reach it with everything going on in the world. We can't force ourselves to run on empty without serious consequences, either now or down the line. Weigh it down. Weight provides the brain with proprioceptive input, which can produce a calming and organizing effect on the central nervous system. We often get proprioceptive input from normal day-to-day activities like carrying a book bag, pushing a lawnmower, or even chewing gum. Proprioceptive input is also formally used in physical and occupational therapy to treat anything from injuries to autism to cerebral palsy. Some ways to give yourself proprioceptive input and help nerves calm down. Uh, Simply lifting weights is a straightforward way to get Proprioceptive input and get your exercise in at the same time. Another option is to focus on body weight exercises and skip the equipment altogether. You may be able to find what you need around your house or garden shed. Think bags of soil in the absence of weighted objects, canned foods. A bucket with some stuff put in it, little pails that you can do weight lifting with, with just adding some stuff to weigh them down. You can also use resistance bands, which are awesome. They, they're so nice. I and mean, You can even, if you do physical therapy, a lot of times you'll get a couple sets for free. Just do your at-home workouts and you can sit there and try a, variety of things the different sized resistant bands will give you different types of resistance you can do the basics with putting them across your knees or ankles to do side stepping exercises and lunging exercises you can hook them in put it knot them on one end put them through a door and close the door so the knot catches the hinge side and It won't snap through, and you can use that to do pulley workouts and all that stuff. There's so much potential with the resistance bands. Uh, Weighted blankets are a cozy option for getting deep pressure, which has been suggested to help lower the heart rate in adolescents during molar extraction. There's lots of weighted blankets, including weighted blankets for kids. There are also there's also some evidence that weighted vests may have a positive effect on attention and impulse control in children with ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, weighted pillows or pads are another option to add weight to specific areas of the body. You can place them on your shoulders, back, chest, stomach, or wherever your body most needs a bit of pressure. There's a Moon Pals line of weighted stuffies. Even They even had their own comic book series. I'm going to have to find out more about these guys. Talk about them on the comic book portion of it. But. Cuddling is known to release endorphins and oxytoxin, also known as the love hormone. The more time you clock as the little spoon, you're likely to feel a greater sense of calm. And for a while there, you heard about those little cuddling parties that people were having. And how they were so beneficial. But, uh, some thing, weighted products that you can shop for online are weights, resistance bands, sandbags, weighted blankets, weighted vests, weighted pillows and pads, and weighted stuffed animals. Let's see... Animals engage in shaking to release trauma from their bodies. And there is some evidence to suggest that shaking can help release difficult experiences, trauma, and stuff that can build up in the nervous system. This is also known as therapeutic or neurogenic tremoring. It's a technique used in tension and trauma therapeutic release exercises, or TRE, which was created by Dr. David Barcel. Uh, it can, even if you get high anxiety and stuff, sometimes your body will go into those shaking tremors. Uh, some people have experienced being soothed by a warm hug. Or a hot bath. Hot baths may help reduce inflammation and regulate blood, blood sugar. Evidence also suggests that saunas may increase endorphins. But you also got to be careful if you're an MS person that has problems with heat related I- items that can set off issues. So that's why I stay away from saunas and stuff like that. If you want to shop for heated products online and that's a thing you want to try, you can do bath tea, heated pads, microwavable hot packs, at-home infrared sauna, but definitely know where your body sits with heat first off. Another way to settle the nerves and calm the mind is but to try a tracking exercise tracking is another somatic experiencing technique that can help you feel more present and grounded basically sit comfortably and take a few breaths to relax when you're ready begin to slowly look look around the room and allow your gaze to land on various objects when it does so name the object out loud if you find an object that particularly appeals to you Linger on it for a while and repeat until you feel calm and ready to stop. But by turning your attention to your external environment, especially the pleasant things around you, you're sending a signal to your nervous system that all is well. The brain and nervous system love fat nerve cells are wrapped in a protective coating called myelin evidence suggests that eating fat can help keep the protective coating healthy by preventing demyelination or the erosion of the myelin think of eating healthy fats as a way to literally cushion your nervous system healthy fats include those that make up the mediterranean diet like avocado nuts and fatty fish ghee or clarified butter is also a great choice for getting healthy fat in your diet. You can even find medicated ghee with herbs, specifically targeting nervous system health or even make your own. Be sure to consult with your doctor before trying anything new. And then... Every activity is a little stimulating, truly giving our nerves a break means we're feeding them the minimum amount of stimulation possible and maximizing rest and rejuvenation. Some low stimulation activities that you can try is a sitting meditation, a walking meditation, a body scan, yoga nidra, forest bathing float therapy, doodling, crafting, listening to music, or gardening. When you want to give your nervous system a break or allowing our entire system to recalibrate, a healthy nervous system can lead to improved immunity, greater resilience, and an increased sense of well-being. By reducing unnecessary stimuli and increasing the activities that we talked about, you can ensure that our nerves that your our nerves stay healthy no matter what's going on in the world around us. So take those into consideration. Talk to your doctors, your medical staff about that stuff. But if you want to make a medi- medicated ghee, get six ounces of herbs four pounds of butter, one and a half gallons of diluted water, a mesh strainer, a cheesecloth and rubber band, a jar for storing, a flame to cook on, a large stainless steel or ceramic cooking vessel, (not no Teflon. Take four pounds of butter will yield a little more than a quart of medicated ghee. Not only is it quite a bit of butter, discarded in the clarification Process, but the herbs will retain quite a bit of butter as well when they are strained. Make your ghee. They use four pounds of butter for this. These recipes in a large pot, copper or ceramic is ideal. Add your herbs and to the pot about three quarters away, full with fresh water. Put the pot over a low flame and watch for a simmer allow the herbs to simmer in the water for about an hour this ensures that the herbs absorb the maximum amount of water which keeps the ghee from absorbing and gives you the maximum yield add your ghee keep it a little simmer in the pot for two to three days continue to add water to the pot as needed and yeah i'd look this up look up a recipe they got different types of herb geese that you can make and stuff just follow their instructions don't go by what i'm saying i'm running out of time so be good to yourself good to everybody else and we'll get back together with more stuff in the week to come